Welcome to Real Lucha Podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Lawrence. And I'm Miguel. We're here to bring to you another breakdown of AEW Dark. <laughs> this one, episode 73. And yeah, uh, should we get right to it? I believe we should. So let's tap into it right now. Yeah, with the official breakdown. Welcome to AEW Dark Breakdown, episode 73. Excalibur, Taz, and Anthony Agogo are on commentary. First match of the day is Terrence and Terrell, Hughes, and Mbaru versus the Natural Nightmares and Nick Camarado. Shoutouts to Johnny the Bull Stramboli as Nikki C lands the forget about it on Mbaru for the win. Match number two has Casey Navarro versus Ray Phoenix. Phoenix goes over with the homage to late, great Eddie Guerrero as he gives KC the Eddie dance and a frog splash. Third match brings us Tesha Price versus Dai Conti. Latinas do it better. You said it, Dai, as she lands the Tai KO for the win. Fourth match, Danny Jordan versus Thunder Rosa. Danny's burn book doesn't help her out in this match as Rosa lands the Fire Thunder Driver. You go, Glenn Coco! For the fifth match, we got Fuego del Sol and Barry Morales versus Santana and Ortiz. The Death Valley suplex combo to Fuego gives Inner Circle another W. Match number six has Catalina Perez versus Layla Hirsch. The Queen Pin taps out to Legit's Cross Arm Breaker. Seventh match, Ryzen and Danny Limelight versus the acclaimed claim to fame to rise and to end it. Eighth match brought us Sean Dean, Baron Black, Aaron Solo, and Mike Verna versus Bear Country, Sunny Kiss, and Joey Janela. An assisted splash and elbow drop combo by Bear. And the bad boy on the Man of Steel takes it. Match number number nine has Vert Vixen and Jasmine Allure versus Ivelisse and Diamante. Double buzzsaw kick by Las Sicarias to Allure for the win. Tenth match is John Schuyler and Ray Jazz versus Gun Club. Billy and Son Colton deliver 310 to Yuma to Schuyler for the W. Eleventh match has Alex Gracia versus Red Velvet. Red hits a Claymore straight out of your mama's kitchen to Gracia to end it. For match 12, it's Jake St. Patrick versus Dark Orders 10. 10 serves his leader negative one well as he brings home the W with a deadlift powerbomb. And now for the thir- 13th match and main event of the evening, we have Chaos Project versus SoCal Uncensored. All the big time offense was brought by SCU with a leg lariat by CD, followed by Angel's Wings by the Fallen Angel to Luther, and Celebrity Rehab to Serpentico by Daniels and Kazarian for the 1, 2, 3. Wow, so that was a lot, a lot of matches per usual for that breakdown. A lot of, kind of a lot for me to process um, in that. Uh, in that uh, accelerated pace, I would say. Well, yeah. I would say, what would you say you, what you got out of that? Like, what was your favorite match of that night, you think? you? Oh, uh, my favorite? I don't know. I You can never go wrong with a Ray Phoenix appearance, for sure. Um, like I said, Ty Conti, I think, is an up-and-coming star in this business in general, let alone AEW. Yeah, she's the one from Brazil, right? Yes. Okay. Brazilian. Yeah. Um... Santana and Ortiz, 
they always have <laughs> they're always on here definitely in enhancement matches uh, very quick matches always for them on dark so i i guess i can't really uh put that one over too much huh um but uh you know what uh, like i said i think aw always does a great job with a lot of people per per one match Right. So that like eight man tag of Sean Dean, Baron Black, uh, Solo Vern and Verna versus Bear Country and uh, Kiss and Janella, yeah, uh, has to be uh, definitely uh, up there. Yeah, that was a pretty dope match. I enjoyed the hell out of that. Uh, but yeah, I I think uh, I'm gonna go with my gut and say <clears throat> the Ray Phoenix match. Ray Phoenix. Uh, so he's the one that fought. Who did he fight? Ray Phoenix. Uh, he fought Navarro, right? Casey Navarro. Casey Navarro. Okay. Which is really cool. Um, you can't. You obviously can't go wrong with the main event. I mean, I say that, but Dark is a different animal for sure. I mean, <laughs> I mean, there have been multiple times where uh, some someone uh, this, that's on the rise, like Powerhouse Hobbs, yeah, just yeah. kind of give is given a squash match for the main <laughs> event, right? And Dark. So there's there's times like that, like those. So maybe I should uh, take back my statement from prior. You can't go wrong with main event, but uh, it's true in this case with an actual <laughs> tag teams collide in uh, SCU and Chaos Project. Obviously, SCU, uh, formerly you know uh, CD and Kaz, formerly known as uh, the Addiction in ROH as a as a duo, yeah, uh, <laughs> have a lot more uh, tag experience with them, you know in in between each other than chaos project uh a tag team that's been brought up uh for in aew so wait uh what do you mean by that they started off in aew or well uh obviously um luther has had a a long time in the biz but yeah like him chaos project the tag team is uh has been given birth in aew right They, they i don't i don't believe um uh, Luther and Serpentico tagged yeah. prior to AW, whereas in Christopher Daniels and Frankie Kazarian have been tagging for a long time now. Oh yeah, going oh, back okay, to right. their uh, yeah. Fortune days so in TNA yeah. and then Addiction days in ROH. Okay, yeah. So, oh, you're saying that they're basically uh, an AEW exclusive team that they started as a tag team in AEW. Yes. Oh, okay. Right. Right. Yeah. No, I, I definitely get you now. So yeah, um, let's uh, go into detail, a little bit of detail, right? We got uh, Devon's boys, right? And, Terrence and Terrell, right? Yep, you okay. got it. Yep. TNT, Mbaru, and uh, their buddy Mbaru versus Natural Nightmares and Nick Camarado. Nick Camarado just officially becoming Oh, that a guy member. is a rising star, at the very least in Dark. He's a rising star. That guy's showed incredible feats of, well, for me, incredible feats of strength, meaning he's able to pick up uh, people with you know do short pre- do shoulder shoulder press people over his head even one arm he's um, demonstrated so that guy's got some, a bright future ahead of him yeah definitely uh, then you know one of the newest members of the nightmare family uh, he had a one handed press uh, and a draping DDT at the same time that was uh, never seen that before you know how much I mark out for uh, moves and things in uh, the biz that I, I never could see prior. <laughs> And, <laughs> you know, uh, when I mentioned that uh, Nick Camarado takes the win with a forget about it. Yeah. That I I get that because um, back in 
the WWE SmackDown days, there was a faction known as uh, the FBI, the Full-Blooded Italians. Yeah, I remember them. And I have fond memories of those guys. They had um, one of their members was Johnny the Bull Stramboli. I believe that's how you pronounce I think I might be butchering the last name. Wasn't but it Stamboli? Maybe, right? Yeah. <laughs> so Johnny the Bull Stamboli. And uh, that was his finisher. It would be a, a, a over-the-head a press. Um, into a uh, power slam, right? And it, he would call it the forget about it. And I, I just never forgot that. I, <laughs> I always liked um, that that group of him and uh, Chuck Palumbo and Nunzio. I just thought that they were gonna, they were just so entertaining. And I think that that's definitively a stable that is just not remembered um, very much or brought up to. Yeah, these past. This past decade, even, I would say, as far as a decade ago, yeah, they haven't really been thought of. Yeah, so uh, we're definitely the number one uh, full-blooded Italian pod out there, (laughs) for sure. Currently, I would say, yeah, potentially we are. Until we find out that one of them has their own podcast, and then uh, that's no, we, we, our our credit goes out the window. (laughs) But yeah, what were you saying about, um, so that was an homage to uh, what Nick Camarado's move was about, right? I, in, in my opinion, I bet you yeah. there is no connection to that, but that's what I—that's what I'm calling. That yeah, group. no, that's fine. Like that, it brings you back uh, fond memories of you know the, of this other group, which was the FBI. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, they were a good group. But yeah, uh, wasn't he ended up? He was the one that ended up getting the pin for the match, right? Or is it one of yeah. the? Yeah, okay. over the natural nightmares, right? The most. Um, how should I say? The most over, the most, the biggest name in the match being the natural, Dustin Rhodes, formerly known as Goldust. Yep. He was, uh, you would think of anyone he would get the pin, but yeah. Yeah, uh, exactly. Dark is definitely a place to build up uh, future talent. And uh, that's so that's why uh, Camarado got the, got the pin there. I want, I'm curious to see how old he is. I kind of want to look that up. Or one, you know, you know, maybe not right now, but like you know, one of these days. Yeah, I would think it'd be on the somewhat younger side. Yeah, but, uh, we shall see. Uh, the second match was uh, Casey Navarro versus Ray Phoenix, yeah. and we get a line of the night uh, qual- uh, qualifier right here with a Taz saying uh, the rolling R that Justin Roberts has uh, is like a gimmick. And I'm like, okay, you know, it's not really a gimmick, but it's more so just, you know. That's the uh, way you pronounce it. Yeah, you got to roll your R's, man. Oh, well, he was, he was, uh, he was kind of imitating it and doing a terrible job. Yeah. <laughs> that's really the line. That's really one of the lines. Taz was. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, we got uh, a taunt by Ray Phoenix, which uh, is, a, is a little bit, mm, I want to say unprecedented because he's usually uh he's usually showing that kind of pizzazz just in his moveset not necessarily um doing any taunts but he kind of like did like a roll and uh got his uh to like um when they were kind of uh doing some uh neutral right in the ring yeah and he uh, uh extends his hand um you know for a handshake and uh mm-hmm. Casey got <laughs> got disturbed by that, and then um, <laughs> but he he follows up with a taunt of his own with uh, the tranquilo lean, right? Yeah, yeah, I remember that. That was a pretty la, sick. A la Andrade, um, 
formerly known as La Sombra. So very, very cool to see that. But yeah, uh, we get a frog. We get a frog splash um, with a Eddie Guerrero taunt uh, by uh, Ray Phoenix to finish it. And you know, <laughs> I, I I'm telling Miguel, I'm telling myself. Uh, you there's <laughs> this generation of of wrestlers. You can just it's too many to count how many of them have truly been inspired by Eddie Guerrero and not just uh, oh yeah he was. You know, I liked him growing up. Like, it's not, it's basically, he was a lot of people's favorites. Yeah, no, I get what you're saying. And it's really cool. And if you look back, I, I, me and Miguel have always been uh, Eddie Guerrero fans, but I don't think we could have ever pre- uh, precedent, we could have ever expected uh, that he would, his name would carry on this legacy. Yeah. Especially yeah. prior to any WWE Championship win, right? Yeah, and no, I understand. Uh, you know what? For me, like just quick, really quick story for me. I get what you're saying, but especially for me, maybe at the time you already saw this a little bit because you were slightly or you are slightly older than me. But at the time is passing. I was, I believe, I was 12 or 13 years old, so I was still a kid, a very young kid at the time. And I guess because I remember the way I remember is that going into wrestling when I first started watching wrestling at all as a kid. Uh, I had already known, heard of names, like, you know, guys that in my in my mind were already legends or they already had reputations I was aware of, such as Stone Cold, Kane, The Undertaker, The Rock. Whereas Eddie, I had no idea he existed until I w- started watching wrestling. Well, about like months or even a year after I started watching wrestling because he was injured at the time, then came back later. And for me, he was like, I mean, he was never a noob or someone like to take lightly, just he was, you know, a guy that I was not familiar with. Pretty solid, you know, Solid talent, uh, mid card guy, never the main event. Then finally, we got that push against Brock Lesnar in 2004, and he won the title. That was for me, that was like, you know, his, you know, like in for most people, that was his first main push into the main event, uh, spotlight. And then when, you know, at the time of his passing, I was obviously like, we were all very sad. I was like, oh yeah, like he's gonna be a legend one day, but I thought that was gonna be like way down the line, not like within like that same like year or like a year after because for me he was like just, he was a talent but a talent in the making still not one not a guy that had already made a enormous name for himself like a decade and a half before that yeah um i can definitely see that that's a really good input and it's um something that probably a lot of us can somewhat relate to and yeah i think for me i thought of his big push being uh that u.s title run uh, that you really started getting, he they kind of tried to st- uh, started uh, splitting him up from Chavo, yeah. which was you know, uh, which was uh, his tag team partner Los Guerreros, right, and you know his family, and it was cool to see uh, him get like a singles run because he he kind of had a small, a smaller singles run with the Intercontinental Title bef- prior, mm-hmm. but he was a heel and now he was kind of uh, this, this. A tweener right he wasn't a heel he was yeah. he was doing heel tactics but he was a face right yeah. it was yeah. really funny and that's just i think that's some innovation there by eddie and um he was started those uh you know cheating you know uh that cheating gimmick where he would win by cheating and stuff like that yeah and we, that was like so like over it was Everyone so over it. man it was so over and yeah um so you know we love Eddie, and the wrestling world loves Eddie, and it's so 
cool to yeah. see him just not at all be forgotten. Yeah, no, not, not yeah, like you said. I mean, even Casey and Ray Phoenix, they uh, they exemplify that in their match. Yeah. Uh, how did Ray win again? It was a frog splash, right? Yeah, yeah Eddie yeah, Guerrero frog splash. Yeah, Eddie Guerrero frog splash. Which is a little surprising because usually you you see frog splashes. I mean. Uh, you can you, know, you can name them right, uh, Kevin Owens, uh, uh, Seth Rollins. Yeah, because like nowadays it's like more like Sasha as, Banks, as like just like kind of like um, a soften soften them up kind of move these days. Mm-hmm. Not one to like win the match. Typically. Exactly, exactly. Unless Kevin Owens does it to like a job or something. <laughs> <laughs> so that we got uh, Tasha Price and Conti. It was you yeah. know a pretty standard. Yeah. And Ty Conti continues to impress, like showing that she's a rising star as well as Nick Camarado. Pretty. You know, like I said, a uh, pretty substantial win by Conti in the sense that it was uh, kind of over before it began, right? With, uh, uh, st- like you said, showing uh, really cool stuff with the bridge submission, uh, a knee bar through the ropes, a ripcord judo throw. Uh, you know, I love those judo throws she does. Like, I think uh, Taz named it something. Uh, I'll, I have to get the name of it, the, but like the type of judo throw where she grabs an arm, throw, tosses her over her, and, but she continues to keep that wrist, right? And I, I just love that because it just kind of reminds me of, for you know, as we just talked about, Eddie Guerrero with his three amigos suplexes, right? Just that that fluid continuation of like a move, like you could just let it go and that's just one move. But like if you continue holding on, you can do it multiple times, transition into something else, right? a la AJ Styles or uh, even like Okada, right? Would uh, do like multiple Rainmakers, right? right? Something like that. And I just love seeing that. And of <laughs> course, uh, she goes for the uh, TKO for the win, which uh, in the future, she's actually going to start kind of shying away from the TKO and kind of going for this, what I call a <laughs> uh, figure four a sleeper as her kind of somewhat more predominant finisher. So it's cool to see that. I don't want to miss out on that. Uh, I called I next going on. We, we the next thing we see. I thought it was a promo, but it was really more so just a <laughs> a, a, a commercial, really, right? For yeah. uh, uh, Chris Jericho and his bubbly coming back, right? Yeah, a little, a little bit, bit of that bubbly. bubbly. I think it was the first time we saw that commercial too, right? It was because now we've seen a few more and. Uh, it was really cool because it was an homage to uh, Pulp Fiction, right? With the briefcase and the <laughs> yeah. shining, yeah. Uh, the shining uh, golden light coming out of it. Very cool. Uh, yeah, so we get a, a waiting room segment now. Yes. With uh, I love the Baker. I love that Britt Baker show by the way. It's hilarious and every single time. Uh, you know, kind of uh, talking about Kenny uh, being a shoe in because of uh, uh, the that uh, boot that he gives to uh, Penta in that run in on Dynamite. Uh, she's talking about the young bucks, how they always putting themselves over. You know, they're gonna get that a lot because they're champions and because they're EVPs. You get it from the acclaimed as well. So the acclaimed, <laughs> as long as they're champions or somewhat on top, you're not gonna stop hearing it. But I can't get enough of the box, so you're not gonna hear any complaints over here. That's for sure. Love them. Love, love those guys. And yeah, how about their uh, her guest for that uh, for that episode? Very interesting. We get. Absolute Ricky Starks. Oh, love that dude. And Taunt of the Night, obviously the Ricky Starks signature. That taunt's just grown on me, man. Uh, 
uh, and they were kind of flirting. It's kind of awkward watching this. And then Tony Schiavone interrupts their flirting, literally gets in between them, and he just ends the segment yeah. himself, like as if he's a director of the <laughs> of the show. I mean, personally, I wasn't. I, I didn't think it was awkward at all. I mean, it's wrestling. It's storyline. I mean, it's not real. So I mean, it's re- it's still real to me. Damn it. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, oh, like. Hey, I'm an, I'm an Adam got, Cole mark. You got nothing to worry about, baby. You got nothing to worry about. He probably liked it. <laughs> <laughs> Knowing him. Uh, so uh, the fourth match is uh, Danny Jordan versus uh, Th- Thunder Rosa. And uh, very funny because one of the most prominent things standing out is that Danny Jordan comes out with uh, a burn book. Yeah, like... From the movie, right? From the me- from the movie Mean Girls. Yeah. And I I was telling Miguel, I was so funny. I was the notes that I was writing down. I wrote more notes about her burn book and you know like her entrance than like the match. You know, uh, some stuff that she said was uh, uh, in the in the burn book because it was obviously her opponent Thunder Rosa. Mm-hmm. Like she opened the page of of her. Mm-hmm. And uh, some of the stuff written is uh, she asked me how to spell orange. Right. She doesn't even go here, okay. which uh, you know that's ob- an obvious uh, quote from the from the movie. But now that also uh, reminds me of the EST of NXT, right? Or now not NXT, but of uh, SmackDown. Yeah, yeah SmackDown. <laughs> and uh, uh, she's um, she wrote uh, that she's all hype. And she picks her nose ill. So, um, yeah. So we get a double knees by Thunder Rosa, a draping DDT, and really a, a Minchinoku driver. To, That's how to she wins, it. right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, next match after that is uh, Fuego del Sol and Very Morales. Not a little Morales, Very Morales. <laughs> and we get uh, Santana and Ortiz. And, uh... Doesn't Ortiz do a gory bomb? I'm sorry, Santana. I think it was Santana. Does the Gory Bomb? The Fuego del Sol? Yeah, I love that Gory Bomb, man. Uh, he does. Yeah, we've been seeing it lately. We have uh, Gory Bombs, Gory Specials. Hey, <laughs> Guerrero family, man. You just can't get away from them. Nope. You know? The Highly la- influential family in the wrestling world. Lasting legacy in wrestling, for sure. Uh, so we, yeah, so we get that. Uh, we get a, a taunt, right, uh, from Fuego de Sol doing a backflip off the top turnbuckle, I believe. That's pretty cool. Uh, very athletic. Can't, you know, uh, give me more of that. Uh, we get a powerbomb neckbreaker combo by uh, Santana and Ortiz and the Death Valley suplex combo uh, for the win. On to Fuego de Sol. Yeah. And then uh, the following match is uh, Catalina Perez versus uh, Layla Hirsch. Legit. It's oh, uh, yeah, the her. the queen, the queen pin versus legit, and we got a cross arm breaker by Layla Hirsch to finish it, and then we get like a promo too, and it's uh like a the second acclaimed. the acclaimed. And I we, love those guys. And it's a rap, and I believe this is them uh, talking about the tag. Uh, the tag uh, rumble that the the tag battle royal that they have to go into. So they're really just doing shots at everybody. 
Yeah. Or no, am I mistaken? Is that not the... No, it was. I mean, there was just a bunch of people around the ring sitting and yeah. standing. Yeah, so they were, you know, putting shots at the box. I think SCU. Just, just all the tag teams you can think of. And we have... Following that, we have Risen and Danny Limelight versus... The Acclaimed. The Acclaimed. Uh... Of course, we get a pre-match rap. You know what's pretty cool? Uh, oh, yeah, no. The, uh, they get a pre-match rap, and what else? That's what I was going to say. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry, it was a claim, so I got excited. But, um, yeah, it was, you know what's pretty cool? Doesn't Limey do a corkscrew plancha or something like that? To yeah, cast? That's exactly what he does, to caster. Yeah. And uh, we get a taunt by uh, Danny Limelight, like just kind of like this uh, uh, like salsa dance <laughs> outside the ring after that uh, corkscrew <laughs> plancha. You know, kind of showing up caster because he's a big mouth, obviously. You have to, to be an MC, I would think. Uh, we get a Meteora by Danny Limelight to caster. Uh, and But, you know, claim the fame, of course, is going to finish it. And so I, I brought up that taunt because that's up for taunt of the night, the dancing, because it was kind of weird. But post-match... I don't know why, but Caster was kissing Danny Limelight's hand. Yes, he was. I don't, I don't understand, but I'm interested. <laughs> I want to see more. I want, I want to hear what that's all about. We didn't get anything about that. Uh, the next match is uh, Sean Dean, Baron Black, and Aaron Solo. Oh, and Mike Verna. Yes. Versus Bear Country, Sunny Kiss, and Joey Janela. Uh, we got a buckle bomb uh, snap. Power slam by uh, Mike Verna to Sunny Kiss. We get a Sky High by, uh, you know, which is kind of like a, that that's uh, D'Lo Brown's old finisher. Uh, that, it's kind of uh, more of like, you would probably just call it a Spine Buster nowadays, but I still call it the variation. I still call it the Sky High Spine Buster. Yeah. Uh, by Sean Dean, right? Captain. Onto uh, Sunny Kiss. So Sunny Kiss is not getting the good end of, of any of this. Uh, corked, uh, we get a Corkscrew Roundhouse by Sunny Kiss finally, showing some offense to uh, Aaron Solo. We get a crossbody from uh, Bear Country's shoulders to the outside by Joey Janela. We get an assisted splash elbow drop combo by bear country and joey janela which is uh what uh, onto of course you know mike verna mike verna putting everyone over uh so shout outs to the man of steel which when you when you get pinned this much you really be called man of steel i don't know but that's what we're gonna rock with for now yeah we don't have any say in this obviously <laughs> uh, and guys just so you know this is a match with a group of people that were just randomly put together all of them and just throw them <laughs> in there. It really is. Like what's what's up with that? All right, so uh, was it it was just faces and heels just mi- mixed and randomly put together. I mean, yeah, I don't I didn't get it. I mean, uh, well, I didn't get the pairing, but I still like the match. Right. Um, hey, uh, how about some female uh, tag team uh, action? Oh yeah, it was Vert Vixen and Jasmine Delore versus the Sakarias, right? Ivalice and Diamante. Yeah, we got a cool, uh, we got a cool uh, action sequence right here with a double springboard arm drag by both uh, Ivalice and Diamante, and then we get a double buzzsaw kick uh, to Jasmine Allure that finishes off. You know, shout out to to to, to Jerry, love that guy. Uh, 
then we get uh, the match of uh, John Schuyler and Ray Jazz versus the Gun Club. Uh, Austin Gunn comes out for a commentary. And uh, Colton is uh, Austin's older brother. We learned from that. And uh, one of the lines that we get from Taz is, uh, don't hold that against him. <laughs> and then we get a sliding German suplex by Billy Gunn to uh, John Schuyler. Uh, three... We get a three ten to yo to yo ma to <laughs> I'm not even sure if I'm pronouncing that right, <laughs> but to John Schuyler to finish it off, uh, and then uh, from there we go to Alex Gracia versus Red Velvet. Um, of course, Red Velvet takes out the the her signature taunt, the stir, stirring the pot, I believe. And we get another taunt by Alex Gracia, which uh, blows a kiss. Standing moonsault by Red Velvet. Love to see that. And a Claymore for the win. Jeez, we need an actual name for her finisher. Yeah, sorry. Um, I really want to apologize to Velvet, Red Velvet for this. I know your, that move is not called... Your, that move that you do is not called the Claymore kick. We just have not been able to catch on to what the name, what it's called. So we will get on that as soon as possible. It's and either your fault, Red Velvet, <laughs> or Excalibur's. One or the other, right? Because you guys need to give us a name for that move. It's your finisher, right? Show some pizzazz. Yeah. And then how about that next match? We still Dark- love you, though. Yes, a lot of talent. Uh, Dark Number 10. Dark Order's number 10 versus Jake St. Patrick. Yeah, with negative one. Okay, so I've been telling you all these things that are all these uh, possible lines of the night, but when negative one shows up on the show, it's basically the negative one show, and he just comes up with all these great one-liners, So, um, at, such as, uh, let's watch this guy get destroyed. We maybe got pop big for that. So did the commentary team, uh, Excalibur and Taz. Uh, negative one is just hilarious. And... I think he even said, I just love violence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so... Um, uh, they mentioned Tony Khan and negative one's like, yeah, Tony Khan, yeah, yeah, whatever. Like, he doesn't <laughs> give a crap about the owner of the company, the guy who's giving him that opportunity. Uh, so, such a heel. Such a heel already. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then negative one, I think he says this to Excalibur, if I had a kendo stick, I'd destroy you. So uh, very threatening, very silly. Uh, and like you said, negative, uh, negative one, at one point during the match, he's like... I love violence. Yeah. And just in just his like in uh, his like little kid voice, it just sounds so hilarious. He just <laughs> randomly says it. Could sound disturbing too, and uh, and depending on the context as well. Yeah. <laughs> so we get a Leviathan Spinebuster by ten, and then a Deadlift Powerbomb by ten to finish it off. A Black Order goes over as you would expect. Uh, <laughs> negative one is all about that because uh, ten being one of his favorite wrestlers. So, uh, the last match, the main event, uh, Chaos Project versus SCU. Like I said, actual tag teams facing off. Love it. Got to get more of that. And, yeah. Um, so, we get a jump, a jump over elbow by uh, CD, followed by a jumping over uh, the rope uh, leg drop by uh, Cass. And we get assisted tornado DDT by uh, Chaos Project to uh, Kaz. Yeah. Uh, we get a, another line of the night potential from Taz. He says, it's a tough night on YouTube when you land on your head. <laughs> Very true. A leg lariat. Uh, we get a leg lariat by 
Luther to Christopher Daniels. So uh, the old dog, you know, not going down quietly in the night. Angel's Wings by the fallen angel onto Luther. And uh, we get a celebrity rehab, uh, a finisher by SCU uh, to Serpentico for the win. Because, of course, Serpentico is going to be the one that puts over uh, his opponents, over Luther. And that's fitting. And that there you have it. Uh, any la- final thoughts, Miguelito? So, well, uh, in regards to that match, now re- I don't know. Some of you guys are gonna hate me for for saying this, but I don't know what it is about Chaos Project. Uh, they're cool and all. Uh, I like Serpentico a hell of a lot more than like Luther. The only thing I'm really a fan of for, from Luther is that he uses Serpentico as a weapon, but it's more because it's funny, and it, I guess it's different. Um, but other than that, I just mo- mainly just care about Serpentico. Like, I like I like uh, at, at first, like I only know Luther's name because you kept saying it enough to me, Larry. So like, I never really cared to like really remember it. But I just kind of like I know it because I just heard it so freaking much now. Um, to quote to quote Jr's talking about RVD's move set, it is unorthodox for sure. Yeah, um, SCU. I was actually I'm a much bigger fan of them. Uh, Especially uh, Kaz. Uh, he's definitely impressed me these last few weeks on Darky and on Dynamite. Uh, I've definitely known about him for at least a couple years through you. And I've even seen him in other promotions such as uh, ROH and New Japan. Um, but yeah, no, Kaz, like, I get why he's like such like, like, he's a vet, but he's like a seasoned vet. You know, he doesn't, I mean, obviously he's like, he's not like 20 years, he's not in his 20s anymore, so he's sold down a little bit. But he's still, he's shown that he still has at least a few, like five, six, seven more years of this, you know, of doing solid com- uh, competition in the ring and hopefully he does an AEW. Yeah. He stays in AEW. As much as I'd hate to see any uh, breakup or something between SCU, which there kind of already has been because we don't see Scorpio with them ever, you know, I, I, I'm not a big fan of that. But um, if there ever were to break up the SCU unit, um, I think the biggest uh, thing would be to see Kaz potentially make a run for one of these titles because I think he definitely has it in him. And in my opinion, uh, he is the one that is impressing the most out of the three. And Christopher Daniels, man, the old guard, if if he were to go uh, solo, um, you know, I, you would best believe I would be cheering um, for him so much. The ring general, fallen angel. Um, Christopher Daniels, the vet in the business. Yeah, so yeah, I agree. Uh, yeah, that wraps it up for us here on the AEW Dark Breakdown by Real Lucha. Um, give me a two sweet ski, and we'll see you next time. Peace out, Lucha. Lucha.